Say yes until you can say no has been a mantra of mine for as long as I can remember. So much so that it became a recurring theme of this podcast. And if you've been listening for a long time, you've probably heard me talk about it quite a bit. Let me explain where it comes from. When I moved to LA to pursue a career in creating, I literally had only two connections here. My homie Andrew Sandler, who's been on the podcast several times, and my guy Craig McCall, who has like a legendary house that's been kind of this ongoing story on the podcast since I started it. I had $10,000 to my name that I had saved up in Iowa before taking the leap, and I was hungry to find success. The problem is, like I said, I didn't know anyone in LA, let alone anyone who would hire me. And outside of the random content I would make in Iowa, I didn't have much of a resume, which essentially made it impossible for me to get booked. I literally started at the ground level and had to kickstart my career from nothing. So what did I do? Well, the quick answer is I said yes to everything. When I was starting out, I took on every single opportunity that came my way. It didn't matter how big or small or if it paid or if it didn't pay, I took that shit. I worked as a PA, I was an assistant, I shot real estate videos, I took photos of food, club recaps, Instagram sketch videos, hair salon grand opening videos. The list that I have is like a mile long. But with every opportunity, I learned something about my craft, about my business, about negotiating. I became more confident in what I could achieve as a creator. I slowly started to make more connections and creative friends and jobs began to roll in. What I started to realize is I was building up a name for myself and that doors were starting to open that I didn't even know were there. And eventually I got to the point where I was getting enough work where I could turn down jobs. And I started picking and choosing the projects that I wanted to work on. I said yes until I could say no. So today we're going to dive into four reasons why saying yes to every job is the key to accelerating your growth as a creator. Right after our brand new Morning Roast intro. Right motherfucking now! And welcome back to another Morning Roast edition of the Black With No Cream podcast, where we deep dive into creative topics with the goal of giving you a daily dose of motivation and inspiration. You are now listening to the number one podcast for content creators on earth, discussing the ins and outs of freelancing, filmmaking, photography, business, and more. And now your hosts, coming to you live from the Black With No Cream headquarters in Los Angeles, off their fourth cup of coffee, Ben Haggerty and David Malave. We back. New yeah. intro, new intro, new intro, new intro, new intro. Uh, Dave, how's it feel to be doing another morning roast? It's been like six weeks. Man, it's been a minute, huh? It's good to sit here and look at your face again, talk about some <laughs> shit. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think this is exciting. How do you guys feel about the new morning roast intro? Um, shout out to my boy, Chuck. He's the one that did the voiceover, which is cool. Cause at the beginning I was talking about my homie Craig, right? Craig was one of my first people I, I was connected to in LA and that's because of Chuck. Chuck is one of my early mentors. Um, someone I made music with and collaborated on so much art with and, and still is today. This dude's a legend. So I'm glad that we got him to do the voiceover as, uh, He's got a pretty deep voice. Yeah, man. He brought some swagger to the intro and also that jazzy music, though. I know. The music's fire, too. Shout out to Epidemic for that one. Um, yo, so if you haven't noticed, look at your phone. We got brand new artwork. The whole shit is completely redone. We've completely redone and designed this show, so we got new artwork, um, and we're excited about that. And if you haven't heard our first episode back with Daniel Schiffer, you should do that today. Go to bwnc.com slash 208 if you want links to his episode. It was, it was a solid one, and I think... A lot of people have been, you know, giving us some good feedback on it. It's been cool to hear like people like the show and love what we talked about. 
Yeah, it was hard to be gone for a minute, but you know, it was necessary. We uh, we put a lot of work in and we're really excited to, you know, be on point with every episode coming out every Monday. So with that said, let's get into it, shall we? The points we're about to make here, it's aimed towards the freelancer, right? The person who's a freelancer, but I think that the topics can tie to any profession and can be applied in multiple ways. Saying yes to every job is the key to creative freedom. The first reason we're going to get into is confidence. And that sounds simple, but I love the saying and it's confidence comes from repeated action. As a creative, I've experienced this myself. So I know this is something that other creatives experience, but you're stuck in a pocket and you, you do this type of creative work. And then someone offers you, hey, I want you to do this. And it'll scare you for a second because you, you don't want to let that client down. You don't want to fail under your expectations for yourself. You, you don't know if you can achieve this. I've never done this before. So that might lead you to turn down jobs or to shy away from jobs and be like, hmm, I don't really want that. Or maybe, you know, maybe someone else would be better than that than me. And saying yes to jobs, even when they scare you. And I know Andrew Sandler used to say a, a saying on the podcast, which is say yes and figure it out later, right? So it's like you're presented an opportunity and you're not sure exactly how you're going to pull it off in that moment. Say yes in that moment and figure it out later because the confidence that comes from taking that opportunity, taking that job, going through the challenges, overcoming it more so, after you take on those jobs and you look back, you realize, oh man, I can do that. So then the next time someone offers you that same type of job or challenges your, your limitations you put on yourself, you start thinking like, you know what? I can take that on. The more times you push your limits, the more times that you push what you believe you can do, the more times you prove yourself right or wrong in the sense of if you didn't believe in yourself, if you believe in yourself, you prove yourself right. And that makes you even more confident and more willing to take on opportunities in the future. Right. I was listening to this event that Tesla was putting on with Elon Musk and he was talking about their new manufacturing lab or what, I don't know any of the shit he was talking about, super nerdy, but he was talking about how it was very difficult to come up with the way we built and designed this thing. But now looking back on it, we think it's easy, right? So there's so many times where you're set up and you get thrown into the loop and you commit to something and it's super challenging. It could throw you off. It can make you very nervous. It can make you scared that you're going to fail or whatever. And it is very hard. But once you get past that barrier, looking back, that is now a new talent of yours. That is now like a new trait or something that you can do over and over again because you did it once. And even though it may be scary, it's worth challenging yourself because if you don't, you're just going to be kind of stale. The way that you create is always going to be the same way every single time, you know? For me, super early on, it was like, throw myself into the loop. Let me feel what it's like to be challenged or, you know, you see a need that isn't met yet and you're in the room and you could potentially meet that need. And you throw yourself up and be like, yo, yeah, I'm down to do that. And you just commit to it. I don't know how many times I've done that where I'm like, I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing or why I said yes to that. But I'm like, if it's, I need to do it right then and there. I'm like, oh, hold on. I'm going to go to the bathroom. And I'm like literally in the bathroom, like Googling how to do X, Y, Z and, and putting myself in that danger zone. Because if I can knock it out and if I can impress them, not only does that help me, but it's going to help them. And they're going to be thinking about me from that point moving right. forward. You know what I mean? And I've definitely learned that a lot from you. I think uh, I'd be interested for you to talk about your first EA experience because uh, knowing your story in that moment, you know, you're in LA, you're starting to come up a little bit, but then EA offers you a huge job, a huge directing job with a massive budget and you hadn't done something at that level yet. And you had that mentality of, you know, why not me? I think that's so valuable to think that way. You think you can't do it, but why can't you though? Right. You know, like that opportunity is being presented to you for a reason. You know what I'm saying? Put yourself up there and meet the challenge, you know? And yeah. I think that uh, example is a great one for for that type of mindset. Yeah, I think like for that job, for people who don't know, because we talked about that one because it's just a cool, cool time period in my life. But it's like I got asked to direct this big commercial project for EA's Madden. And I had not directed anything 
myself outside of like smaller DIY projects that were directed by me, but not like something that most people would look at and, and assume that I know what I'm doing to do a massive like hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars into this project. So when I got tossed into it, I said, yeah, like I could do it. And I knew I had developed the tools around me. Like I didn't say yes so blindly that I didn't, you know, there wasn't like a possibility that I could super fuck this up. It was like, yo, I do feel confident that I, I've learned enough about how to deal with these types of projects and how to handle, you know, the pressure and, and really everything. Like I had been in the sets similar to it and I've seen enough and I knew I had the people around me that could help me uh, elevate and be able to achieve the goal. So when I said yes, I knew I had people around me. I just had never done it before. So it was like, okay, cool. You know, I was nervous even at the point of saying yes to the person who asked me to do it. And I'm like, yo, do you need me to, I don't have like a reel. I don't have like a demo reel that can explain to you that I'm capable of doing this. And he's like, no, no, no. I know you and I know what you're capable of doing. So I'm going to hire you to do it anyway. You don't need to like, there's no one else around me that needs to say yes to this. It's just me. So I got thrown into that. And I think the beauty of it was I stressed myself out for like all the days until we shot and I was doing so much extra work because I was like overly paranoid. And then I started to learn the benefit of having team members. And then you're like, oh, there's a reason why I have a producer. So I don't have to think about where I'm going to get uh, football pads. I'm just going to tell them that I just need to tell them that I just need football pads and they'll figure it out. I need football pads. I need them to, I need a Jersey. I need the Jersey to be red. But instead I was like, on Google, I'm trying to find red jerseys like, oh, cool. What, do we have it on Amazon? Is it within the budget? I'm like so paranoid that I'm going to like overshoot that I then started realizing like these people around me are here to help and I can utilize them. And I was the, the best part about it was I asked questions. It was OK for me to ask questions and I felt confident to ask questions maybe to the people I felt like connected to that wouldn't kind of uh, out me that I was new to this, to the client. I could talk to my team and be able to ask certain questions. They wanted to elevate me because if I'm winning, they're winning, obviously, like they're getting hired for it. Um, and I think that's a beautiful thing about Black Window Cream. I think I see that in the community all the time is people come to Black Window Cream when they have questions or they get put under the gun and they need to come through with something um, and people answer. So like being able to talk to other creatives to bounce off ideas and to to you know, communicate in that way can really help you grow when it comes to to that and show confidence to the client. And that's the most important right. part, you know? And I think with all that said at the end, right? The fear that you had maybe in the beginning, but you take on the challenge, it's tough. You learn so much. And then when you finish and it goes well, you look back and I know for a fact after that, there's no job that's going to be handed to you of that scale where you're going to be like, oh, I can't do this because you just did it. Yeah. And you're always going to pull confidence from the moments when you overcome those things. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's why you saying yes for the confidence is important because all those experiences that you can look back on and pull strength from, and you say, you know what? I can't pull this off because this one time I did this and the client just said this, but then it worked. So, and I'll pull that experience and pull this experience and that's going to give me the confidence to take on bigger and bigger opportunities, which is going to help you grow, you know? Right, which that is our reason number two is experience. Like being able to have experience is obviously going to make you credible to be able to take on a job and tackle it with confidence because everyone knows that you've done it before. So that's usually the benefit of being able to say, yeah, I've done this before. Here, here it goes. So it was so rare that I was able to get greenlit on that project without having had quote unquote experience, even though I had, I just didn't have true credit for it, you know? And I think that that's something that a lot of people need to understand that you may feel confident and there are ways that you can negotiate your way into a situation, but it takes networking. It takes someone believing in you. It takes um, being able to have done enough in different lanes that you can say like, hey, I, I haven't done this exact project, but here are three other projects that kind of are similar, 
Therefore, I could do the job. Like I pitched a, a BTS for a music video the other day and the person I suggested had never done BTS for a music video. They'd done a lot of sports. But if you think about it, and I pitched it that way, I'm like, yo, never have done actual music video BTS, but if you look at the way they shoot this and the way they tackle sports, it's very similar to how a musician's gonna perform. So if you just have fucking any ounce of uh, creativity in your brain, you'll be able to see like, oh yeah, that person can knock that shit out. Right. You know what I mean? But it always reminds me, and if people haven't listened to this episode, you should go listen to Mike Parentu's interview. His story was just incredible because it was like example after example of him just taking on a challenge that he hadn't even like, like he took on documentaries, he took on a commercial project without having to do, done a documentary before or having done a commercial project before, but he just was able to present and pitch himself as I'm, the, I'm that guy. You know, and then he would pull through and kept elevating that way, whether it was the Red Bull documentary or the but the it's the commercial fact that projects. he was so confident in it was himself. the confidence. And then once he overcame, then you have the experience to be able to go and level up again and level up again to the point where you're directing four commercials. You know what I'm saying? And I think even more so than just experiencing the confidence from it, I think, and this is mostly for freelance, but honestly, for any, even if you're in a job and you're working with clients, experience after experience gives you so much knowledge and so much in your toolbox with dealing with clients because clients are going to have ridiculous requests. They're going to have ridiculous turnarounds. They're going to ask you to do things that you haven't done before. You know what I'm saying? They're going to give you limited resources, low rates, all that stuff. And, you know, I'm episode referencer here, but Ari Fairway talks so much about in his interview about how the reason why he's able to have so much VFX and, and editing and directing skill on the projects that he likes to do now was because of all the ridiculous requests and all of the things he overcame in the, those jobs where you probably were like, I don't want to do that. You know, like someone offers you to, to remove something from a reflection, you know, and you're like, that's, I don't want to be that person. I want to be this person. I want to be someone that's making Ferris wheels look crazy. You know what I mean? But all of those experiences added up to him being able to do what he does now. You know, all those little things you don't look at of man, I, you know, this one time I did this on this project and it allowed, it gave me the experience now to look back and say, when a client says this, when a client asks for this, I know how to handle that. You know, whether it's negotiating, whether it's negotiating your rate, whether it's uh, understanding how to receive and take notes, whether it's learning how to direct, you can watch all the tutorials you want, you know, tutorials, you can read books, you can listen to podcasts, but you had to go out and do it because when you put yourself in the field, that's what adds you up to in the future being like, now I'm this person, you know, like Colin Tilly, uh, you know, any of these directors don't just end up how they are because they're just like, I'm this person. It's like, how many music videos, how many client jobs, how many fashion photo shoots and designs did you make before that and mess ups and failures and all this stuff to get you to that point? And how do you get there is by just taking every opportunity because every opportunity is that opportunity for growth, for learning, for, you know, anything. And if you have that mindset of like, I'm taking this opportunity because it's going to be a chance for me to grow. It's going to be a chance for me to challenge myself. It's going to be a chance for me to practice as opposed to looking opportunity like, man, you know, that's, that's a, an event recap, but I want to be a music video director. So I'm not going to take it. That's a, a photo shoot, but I want to be, you know, a concert videographer. So I'm not going to take it, but it's like, you're missing on those opportunities to grow. Cause you could just sit there and be like, I'm only going to take what I want to take. Or you can say, let me take everything I can. And that's what you talked about in the intro is like when you came out here, no opportunity was too good for you. You know what I'm saying? Right. Literally, I was I was doing playback for a Christina Milian music video with Snoop Dogg. And it's like my first time being around famous people, but I was just sitting there. My one job was to hold the iPod and just hit play at the certain spot when they yelled playback. And I, other than that, I played the shit and then they'd have to readjust for lights. They'd have to move the camera around. They'd have to change the setup. And I would just sit there and watch all of that. And I got paid like, 
50 bucks, 100 bucks just to do that. I honestly wasn't even going to do a job. I was just going with Andrew just to be there. And then he's like, hey, do you want to run this for me? And I'll just give you a PA rate. Cool. So I got paid like dog shit, just to, which is totally fine because I wasn't getting paid anyway, which is cool. I made some money. But I just sat there and hit play to watch people do their job. And I started learning like, oh, this is why... Um, this is why this role is here, or this is what this person's job is, or this is why you have to wait until they call cut before you come and do this, or this is why you need to end slate. And you know what I mean? All these different things that I started learning and that would happen over and over and over again. So it is so important to do that. The other advantage of that, and this can go into reason number three, because I feel like you, you fucking nailed reason number two out of the park. Reason number three is network. So by having been on set, like that by putting myself out there and being able to say, can I come here? Can I come do this? Can I hang out with you and do this? Can I just see this? Can I help you here? Is there a way I can assist you by doing all these like lower level jobs that you may not see for yourself. And if you put yourself past that, you're going to build a network. And by building a network, what, what happens when you build a network, Dave? What's like the number one thing that's going to happen when you, when you build a friend in the industry who learns Man, they, who they you They recommend are. you, they offer you jobs later and you just have jobs coming your way, which is literally how you build a full-time income doing freelance. I saw this all the time with, and shout out to JR. And I know we do reference his episode. He was like number what, four? You probably have it memorized. I don't know. I think he's Damn six it. or something. He's like one of the all top the OGs 10. are in the t- first 10. So yeah. if you, 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 all y'all should dive back. But, but listen, so JR, one of the cool things about this was I remember we were in the office all the time and we were working on all these different music videos and all these projects and JR did insane VFX. And JR, when we were with clients, I, w- I like to talk. So I'm just talking my ass off, building friendships with the clients. Cool. It's easy to like make everyone feel comfortable. And then you build a better working re- a relationship that way. And JR would come in and he would just do his wizardry shit, whatever. He just makes shit turn into amazing uh, videos. And, and then he would leave. And I'd always be like, yo, bro, you need to start talking more. Like you need to let people know who you are and feel confident in yourself. And, and you're not just like a robot that someone just come in here, do this and leave. Like you need, you're a person, bro. Like, 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 People want, want to know this shit. Like when we work with Chris Brown and Chris would come out and come in and see the video or whatever and Kaviko or JR would come out. I'm like, yo, that's the, those are the dudes that did that shit that made you look like this, like a superhero or whatever. And oh, cool, cool. And dap them up. That just feels good. But now it's like Kavika is always in JR's or Chris Brown's mind. Like, oh, we got to have Kavika do this thing or whatever. And so we're doing a project right now for Chris because he, oh, let Ben cut this thing and have Kavika do it. All right, cool, boom. So it's like by having put yourself out there, and building that network. Like for JR, I remember I told him that shit and, and he went off and did his own thing freelance wise. And I remember that he touched base with Mike Carson and yo, what's up? Just reached out to him. Like, let's tap back in. Cause he had worked on a project for big Sean early on that Mike Carson directed and reconnected with them. And now JR, one of his biggest clients is big Sean. He's done. He, they got a VMA for big Sean's music videos. Like they won VMAs for for having worked with them. And I don't think that would have happened if JR didn't think with that mentality of like, I need to build my network. I need to connect with the people I'm working with, stay in touch with these people, reach out, ask them if they need anything. Maybe I could just do something to help them out. I don't need to charge them for it. I don't need to uh, be annoying. I don't need to sit there and just ask for me and never give anything in return. Like he put himself out there and that shit got him a fucking VMA. Right. And I think even having that mindset of when you're, when you're trying to decide if you're accepting a job, because it's more than the money and it's more than the cloud of whatever you're going to make. And it's more than the the path you're trying to go on. Like behind that, the door of that opportunity is also the possibility that you're going to meet someone that's valuable, that you're going to, you know, get in with a certain person that's going to offer you a job in the future. And you never know what these, where those doors are going to lead. The only way you know is if you take the job and you kill it. Right. And then you make sure like do everything you just said on set or, or wherever it is on, on the job, on, on location or wherever 
that you're doing everything you can to put yourself in the best light with these people. Well, you, you know never know, like the variations of what this can mean, like the, the way things can come full circle are so, they're always different, right? Like for instance, I remember I did BTS on a music video early on, Omi, he did that cheerleader. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did BTS for him, right? And I met a girl on set there who, I don't remember what she was doing, but I just was being nice and talking to her. And she took my info and then just recently hit me up because she saved my info as like BTS, I think. And years later hit me up. Hey, do you do you do BTS or have anyone? I'm doing a music video that I'm directing and I will want a BTS video and I have money and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, nah, I ain't doing that. But I have a guy that would do it. And I was able to give Darren a job. Our, our, he was our intern. Now he's like our team member for Black Widow Cream, but he's trying to do more BTS videos. Cool. She needs it. Now I was able to get him a job and it was all through a random connection of me just putting myself out there and built the network. Right. And then even going farther than that, like we just did this whole project for um, Madden in the NFL and I'm booking people from all over the US and places elsewhere to do different jobs, but I needed to go into my network to find it. Like, hey, Ben, you know, EA is saying we need to find someone in Miami who can drive out to fucking whatever that town is called Fort Lauderdale, Fort Lauderdale to buy it, pick up an Xbox and then take it to Miami to drop it off at this NFL player's house. Do you know anyone? And I'm sitting there like, huh? And then I immediately go to, oh yeah, I was in Miami just recently. I did a Swisher Sweets job. I met a couple locals that were on there that, you know, one was a videographer, blah, blah, blah. So I started hitting all my people and they're all responding to me. And immediately we had someone who was ready to go pick up the Xbox and drop it off. And it's crazy because that just comes from me having like talked to people. Whereas I could just show up, you know, on those jobs and I'm kind of like leading shit and I could just show up and not become friends with anyone or just do my thing, let them do their thing, not connect at all. And when someone asked me that question, I, I would not know who to go to. But I remember Peter lives in Miami, Space lives in Miami. Why do I know them? Because I connected with these people. You know right. What I mean? And on the flip side, those people, like if those people didn't take the job that put them in the in path with you, then they wouldn't be in the ro in your Rolodex to be hit up later. You know what I'm saying? So it goes not both that ways. Game, not that getting an Xbox is like a life changing no, job. I but, mean, but we paid them pretty well to go drop off Xboxes. Right. So. I mean, that that's not a, a but like the example is those people taking whatever opportunity it was to be on set that day. Right now means that Ben knows them, which means Ben might call them at some point in the future for a job that's going to be a big opportunity for them. You know what I'm saying? And I think yeah, there's course. so many Bens out there, people that will provide opportunities for others and you never are going to meet these people. And I think it's really, it's really interesting because if you're a creator, right? And everyone's always like, it's who you know. And if you don't have any connections and you think like, how am I supposed to get, get these types of jobs when I don't know people like that? And these people know these people. Well, the way you build a network is by meeting people, obviously. How do you meet people in the creative field at least? Take jobs, take jobs, make sure you're, you're exchanging contacts, make sure you're impressing people, you know, turn your content around quickly because there's plenty of people within a job and you might be working with one person, but there's someone over there that's looking at this person like, man, that guy or girl really killed it. And then that person ends up having another job and you randomly get a text like you were saying, and it's happened to me a million times. Hey, uh, I worked with you on this job. Can you do this? And all of a sudden now that person is a part of my Rolodex of connections because I didn't know this person, but working on that job get, provided me three people now that know me. And there's also a way to take it even farther, right? To stay tight within the network that you're building. Like that Rolodex is so key. Like I have an ongoing list of just creators that I've met throughout the time. And I try to put like why I know them or how it came to be and their contact info and shit, what they do. But I remember reading this book and it stuck with me for so long and I'm still trash at it, but I try to do it as much as possible. But I remember the story that this man was telling about how he's built this massive network and how he stays in touch with his network and how he kept it like so dialed to like having this ongoing list with like all their contact info, how they did connect everything, when they connected, what it was about, 
yada yada and then on like holidays it was like he was sending mail to these people like he would get their address like yo send me your address or whatever i just every once in a while i'll, I'll read i'll write a letter or whatever i don't know this is matt back in the day when mailing shit was like more yeah fun. but how many christmas cards are you getting from people like i get christmas cards from free enjoy shout out to free enjoy they hooked me up with uh, beyonce and that shit would have never happened without free enjoy and they'll write me a christmas card just like saying like showing love and that that shit goes a long way because i'm not getting christmas cards and so this dude would make sure he went out of his way to write messages or check in with people hey it's been six months i just want to catch up with you i hope you're doing well like are things going well on your end just that random message just sparks an interaction i've seen it so many times where people put that shit out there and you never know what's going to happen like yeah i am doing good as a matter of fact it's crazy that you messaged me because we're doing a job right now. We need a director exactly. and you create that stuff. And I didn't even think about you until you just popped up. Exactly. Can we book you? And yep. all of a sudden the biggest job of your fucking life happens. Exactly, man. And our last reason is for your portfolio, which seems like it's the most simple, but it really does matter. When you're taking every job you possibly can, you're building up so many examples of you achieving different types of creative tasks. You know what I'm saying? And I think it's so important for you to continue to prove, I can accomplish this, I can accomplish this, I can accomplish this. And when people are knocking your door and they're asking you, hey, can you do this? You're like, yes, here's an example of a commercial I've made. Here's an example of a recap that I've made. Here's an example of this. And it shows you how well-rounded you are as a creative. Even if some of these jobs aren't exactly what you wanna do, I think it's very important for you to show that you work, that you're landing jobs, that you're achieving different things. And I think there's a quote from the podcast that I can't remember who said it, but it's always stuck with me. And it's people want to see that you work, not that you want to work. Right. So when you're trying to land jobs and you say, I would love to do this for you, they're going to ask you, well, what, what have you done? What are you like? Show me. I get hit by people all the time who, who do that shit. They'll be like, yo, let's link. I want to work. Let me shoot videos for you. And I'm like, shoot videos of me for me for what? Like, I don't know what you do. And when I go to their profile, if I do feel like I should check out the profile, I go to the profile and they have nothing in there that shows that they create any type of video. You know what I mean? It could just be like photos that are family photos or whatever. It could be very, very personal. Like their Instagram might not be designed to be the the thing that's going to teach me who they are, which is cool, whatever. But even if they have a website and if their website doesn't tell me who they are, it's like, how am I supposed to know what you're capable of doing? Um, and if you don't demonstrate that, and it doesn't even have to be work. It doesn't have to be paid jobs. It doesn't have to be anything. Right. It could literally be you going out of your way. I know my friend... Um, Ryan Postis, he he went and bought a red a few years back. So he paid, he bought a fucking red and spent like 70 grand on it. And I remember he went, he like flew himself back to where he's from and shot like a short film to demonstrate his skill sets as a DP and director and the capabilities of what his camera could do. And the idea was that cool. Now he has this Vimeo link. And I remember he pinged everybody. I, I think I even got the email and it was like, yo, what's up? Hope you guys have been well. I just want to let you know I got this new camera. I'm out here doing work. If you want to book me and my camera, I'm totally available for work. Even if you want to rent my camera, just do it. And it was a business move for him to ping everyone. And then I was like, oh, cool. Like in my mind, I'm like, oh, sick. Now I know if I needed a red, you have one. You know what I mean? If I needed you to shoot something with a red, you can do it. You just show me that you made this cool cinematic short film and who knows what he was able to get off of that job or not not that job, that unpaid job where he paid for his own flight and traveled to wherever he went to shoot this like really cool cinematic thing. And he used his grandpa was in the video, but it looked really cool. He went to places that were free to shoot at, cost him nothing. You know what I mean? Barely anything. So he was able to put that energy into his own job to demonstrate what he's capable of doing. Therefore, anyone who he you know, who paid attention to what he did, there was multiple things that he got them to understand. I have a camera. I'm available for work. I shoot dope shit. 
And now people are like, cool, right. I get it. And I think when people go to that person's website, Instagram portfolio, and you see, like sometimes clients are looking for validation of like, and we literally just talking about this with uh, the sports or the BTS thing. It's like, if I'm recommending someone who has only sports on their page to someone else, they're looking to see, is there something on this person's portfolio that speaks to me like this person can accomplish what I'm doing? And the more examples you have of that, the easier it is for people to be like, oh, he can accomplish this. And that's how this creative shit works. It is. It's, oh, can you send me some something? You know what I'm saying? People are looking for the validation before they put their trust in you. And, and also, understand it's like not every job that you may take right we all, we already said it it's like there may be non-cool jobs that you have to do there's shit that we have to do in general to be able to prove ourselves to get the experience it might not be the flashy cool shit that you're gonna post on your instagram tomorrow like, oh look what i did you know what i mean like right. some jobs just you have to do it for either the money or to build a connection with someone you know what i mean like you should be strategizing it's like constantly be thinking about how can this job help me or get me in a space where it could elevate me later. Or right. maybe there's a risk there that might not turn around and help you at all. But you're like, I'm going to try it. If something comes back my way, dope. If it doesn't, fuck it. You hope that if it doesn't provide you opportunities that you're looking for in the future, if it doesn't do things, at least it's that learning experience or that challenge that's going to help you achieve and, and be more successful in the future. You know, right. I think there's so many jobs that you have to take just for the bag. You know what I'm saying? We have to provide for ourselves. So you may not want to go, you know, shoot photos of this house, but it's going to give you a quick, you know, 500 bucks. It's going to help you out. And then you're going to take that and go do this with it. And I think just having that mindset of like, how can every opportunity elevate me? Whether it's going to give me a little money that I'm going to invest here, whether it's going to provide me with a connection, whether this is going to be something I'm going to put on my reel or my portfolio that's going to help me prove something to someone else in the future. Right. You know what I'm saying? I think all of those things are are reasons that you're looking beneath the opportunity. You know, like the opportunity is, hey, I want you to shoot photos of this coffee mug, right? What we're talking about is, what is that opportunity gonna provide for you deeper than, oh, I don't wanna shoot photos of that coffee mug. Well, is the person asking you, is that someone important? You know what I'm saying? Is the money good? Is this gonna be a challenge that I need to, that's gonna make me grow as a photographer? Yeah, you know how are you I mean? gonna make the opportunity an opportunity for you? You know what I mean? Like always have that in the back of your mind and how can you help elevate others? That's gonna be the key. Wrapping this up, it's like, People, if you turn down jobs just because it doesn't fit your vibe or your your lane that you're in, you're literally stunning your growth. I think you're stunning your growth, your momentum. You're 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 fucking up your chances of being able to broaden the the opportunities that could come if you did take on as many of these. And honestly, like I didn't have a chance. I didn't have a shot. I had nothing. Right. I had to literally say yes to every single job. And by doing that, I was able to open up a shit ton of doors. People were able to peek in, say, "What's this kid about?" What's, you know, oh, he flies drones. Like drones were the first thing that got me put on. Yo, I can do this with the drone. And no one else had drone skills like I did at that time. No one was flying them like I did in that. This was years back, but it's like no one just had that shit casually popping up in the air and getting like different unique shots. No one was used to it. So by being able to showcase that, it's like, yo, I do this. People are like, oh, cool. He's dope. Let's have him do more drone videos. Cool. On top of it, like, yo, I edit. Oh, you edit? Yeah, check this out. Oh, oh, cool. Oh, yo, I shoot video too. Oh, really? Yeah, I pair all that together and it looks fucking amazing. Oh my God, we should keep having him come back. And then slowly things took off. So by by taking everything that maybe it wasn't like the one thing I wanted to do over and over again for the rest of my life, I could use that as a bridge to get to the part that I wanted to be at. You know what I mean? Right. So I think that's super crucial to think of. And, and by doing, you know, one shitty job, how can you turn that into multiple jobs? We've talked about it on the podcast before. What was it called? Parlay one gig into three. Parlay one gig into three. It's like, how can you at least three, you know what I mean? It could turn into 10, <laughs> like do one job that could turn into a, as many jobs as you possibly can make. And I've, I've said it a bunch, but I think my, my biggest mindset 
since I've started, you know, professionally creating was I'm just like, if every client you work for hires you again, you're winning. If every client hires you again, that means that not only you are exceeding, it means you're creating a relationship with these people. It means that they value you. It means that growth exponential, right, you know what right. I'm saying? Like one job is always providing you at least one more, but it should provide you more because it's not only the person that hired you, but you're meeting someone else that's going to offer you a job. And that multiplies and that creates momentum like we're talking about. And I think creator momentum is so real. There's, you can't really explain it. Like this is exactly how it happens, but I do believe it's an energy that, that exists where the more jobs you're taking, the more content you're turning around, the more times that you're putting yourself out there, there's a ball that starts rolling. You know what I'm saying? People see that, people recognize that. They say, this person works, this person kills this, look at what they're doing. And it's an energy about you that not only makes you more confident, it makes you more willing to, to take you know more challenging opportunities, it makes you more willing to put yourself out there and reach out to people. It makes people wanna work with you, which means they bring you back. And you only do that by taking things and starting to go, even if you're not sure about your confidence, as a creator, even if you're not sure if you can pull it off, oh, maybe this isn't exactly what I want to do. If you want to find that pocket, just start rolling. And, and I think there's a lot of opportunities that get presented that you might think like, man, I shouldn't take this. And I think like that hunger that you had that you talk about when you're in LA is something that came out of necessity, right? And maybe not everyone feels that because maybe you have a side job or maybe, you know what I'm saying? You kind of have some, a pocket of something you do where you don't need to do something, but try to find that energy of like you're back against the wall, like I'm gonna take this because I need it. Because if you find that, then you're gonna be putting yourself in positions to be successful, I feel like, you know? I couldn't have said it better myself. I think this is a good point to wrap it up in the episode. And thank you all for listening. Like, um, damn, the morning roast is back. It feels good to be back. Uh, I hope that you found some solid takeaways in the episode. And if you did, we love it when you share them with us. Um, so if you want to text us directly, you can 319-209-9041. Say what's up. Um, send us your takeaways. Let's chat. I like hopping in there and talking with all y'all. Um, and if you want to DM us too on Instagram, you can do that at Black Window Cream. As you heard on last week's episode with Daniel Schiffer, my goal is to get to 500 reviews on Apple Podcasts. So do me a favor and drop a review for us right now. And if you do, you may have the chance to win a free How to Charge a Client guide and a free black window cream hoodie next week our winner for this week goes to lexi 21 thank you for your review lexi yo dm us on instagram we'll lace you up with the prizes thanks to everyone who's been showing us some love with these reviews it means the world next week on the podcast we have a really exciting interview with lifestyle and influencer photographer black prince she's super dope the story is really cool it's a good conversation so you're definitely going to want to pull up for that one and if you're on your own path of saying yes until you can say no and you want to learn about how to charge more for your work. You should download our How to Charge a Client Guide. We'll have links available for that, along with video highlights from this show in the show notes. So go to bwnc.com slash 209 or hit the link in the description to check that out. But that's it. Enjoy the work week, keep creating, and we'll see you next week, you bitch! bitch.